Hello and welcome to the Intel Report, where I will discuss topics that I feel are of universal importance. I will do my best to introduce the facts, after which I might offer my opinions based on my own analysis and experiences. Having said that, let's get started. Today I'm going to discuss California's 43rd Congressional District. Before I get too far into the discussion, I bet you're wondering why I'm picking out this district and why it is important. There's no short answer to those questions. If you live in the United States, then you probably already know something about the district. And most likely, you've heard it through the media. As I have mentioned in previous discussions, the media has evolved into less of a news reporting platform and into more of a platform of persuasion and storytelling. Most of what you get from the media is targeted excerpts, partial truths, and in most cases, completely fabricated storylines, all of which are designed to emotionally attract viewers through their personal passions, beliefs, and their overall desire to have their own voices heard. In my opinion, the media is not a friend nor an ally. They have their own agendas, so it is better to find the facts out for yourself then determine your opinions based on your own personal analysis. I admit most people don't take the time to do this. Well, that is exactly why the media is so successful. But I believe a lot of people are waking up and the media's games are coming to an end unless they revert back to the proper role of reporting news instead of storytelling and public persuasion. Enough said about the media for now. Why is the 43rd District important? In short, there are about 700,000 people living there and the people representing them in Washington seem to always be in the media, and it is rare that those representatives ever speak as if they are the voice of the people they represent. So, since they're so loud, yet seem to say nothing important for those 700,000 people, I'm going to analyze the situation so you know the facts, at least as I was able to gather the facts. And this is all instead of what the media passes over their airwaves. I want to start with some background information first. Where is California's 43rd District? It is in the southern part of Los Angeles County and includes portions of the cities of Los Angeles, Carson, Torrance, Gardenia, Hawthorne, Lawndale, Inglewood, and Lomita. At least that's the present geographic situation. There were some redistricting procedures in the recent past and things shifted around a bit. Now for some statistics and demographics on the district. This information may not be exciting but is important if you wish to understand the district a little bit better. First, about 58% of the people are between the ages of 18 and 65. Now that's no revolution, that's very common. Three quarters of which have a high school diploma with less than 25% holding a college degree. A little more than half of them are female. Now, this is where the fact-finding takes a turn. The racial distribution, 24% black, 47% Hispanic, 37% white. However, only 14% are white, not Hispanic or Latino. So, based on U.S. Census Bureau, the 37% reported as white are actually white Hispanic or Latino. So, to adjust the numbers, that makes 24% black, which is unchanged at this point, 70% Hispanic, 14% white, not Hispanic or Latino, 13% Asian, 4% listed as two or more races, and half a percent are Native Americans or Alaskan Natives. Kind of confusing, but to make things even more confusing for you, those statistics are for 125% of the people in the district. Seems odd to me, but those are the official numbers, so I'll move on for now. 
housing, there is about 42% home ownership rate, and the median value of the homes in that area are about 380,000 per home, which is about 195,000 more than the median value for the entire United States. Okay, here's another gem for you. The average household income is only $45,245, 20% of all the people in that district below the poverty line. Now, the average income in the United States is $53,000, so let's get some perspective here. The average house in the United States costs $186,000, and the average income is about $53,000. In this district, the average house cost is $380,000, which is nearly $200,000 more than the U.S. average, Yet the average income in that district is only $45,000, which is about $8,000 less than the average in the United States. These are the numbers. I'm not making this stuff up. Okay, I'm going to stop drowning you with statistics for a moment and get into the leadership. The very vocal representatives for the people of this district. I want to start with Maxine Waters. For starters, she has been in politics for a very long time. Since the early to mid-1970s, she started working for a city councilman in 1973, and she actually entered the California State Assembly in 1976, so we'll start from there. I found it very hard to get facts at these times, so some of the information holds less merit than I would like. I did filter out media coverage and other politicized garbage in order to paint what I consider the most accurate picture that I can. Once Ms. Waters entered the General Assembly, she helped pass legislation deterring state businesses from doing business with South Africa as a voice against the policy of apartheid. I don't have much more there, but she eventually moved to be elected in 1990 to the U.S. House of Representatives for the district, uh, 29th District, which later changed in part into the 35th District. And then with some more redistricting, she represents now the 43rd district. Now let me pause for a moment. I've covered some of the basics about California's 43rd district. Leading up to its representation, there's no convenient way to move forward, so I'm just going to cover some of the key points. First, what is the job description of a U.S. representative? Well, I did my best. I could read through the Constitution and all the rules and sections and so forth, and there isn't a clear defined job description. However, I was able to gather that the main functions of U.S. representative are to make laws, represent the people, form oversight, help constituents, and educate the people. I looked into Ms. Waters' history as a lawmaker, and I found almost nothing. She has introduced or have been parties to some legislation, some of which has failed, much of which has failed, and nothing of which has been substantial. So the next responsibility is representing the people. I'll skip that for now and I'll cover it later. After that, there is performing oversight, helping constituents, and educating the people. As I looked through her record, I could find no evidence for or against her directly in these areas, which leads me to believe that she probably didn't pay much attention to them either, as there's nothing to show for any of it. Now, representing the people. Let's look at her district again. 24% black. 70% Hispanic, 14% white, not Hispanic or Latino, 13% Asian, 4% listed as two or more races, 
and half a percent of Native Americans or Alaskan Natives. That about sums up all 125% of her district. I would also like to point out quickly that uh, her salary is $174,000 a year. Let me remind you that the people in her district, the people she's representing, average less than $46,000 per year, which is below the national average. Also, that 20% of her district is income level below the national poverty level. Okay, representing the people. She was integral in getting the Housing Opportunities Move the Economy Forward Act of 2014, which allocated money into the National Housing Trust Fund which could then be allocated to provide support for rental housing for the lowest income families. That showed representation for 20% of her district anyway. Now what about the other 75%? Or if you go back to the official numbers, what about the other 100%? Silence. Well, not really, let me explain. She co-sponsored a bill demanding reparations for slavery be paid to black Americans. That might be considered representation for 24% of her district that is black. Might be. Uh, that's up in the air. Some of her other notable actions, though. Uh, she supports Castro in Cuba. She has visited there a number of times, and she even aided an American fugitive and convicted cop killer to seek asylum. She helped this person by writing a letter to Castro after the fugitive actually escaped from prison and headed to Cuba. In the letter, she pleaded with Castro to allow her to stay since she was considered a political prisoner because she was black. Didn't mention anything about her crimes and her murder and uh, accessory to all the crimes that she was party to, bank robbery and all that. So anyway, that's part of her representation, I guess. Additionally, she's been an outspoken opponent of almost everyone that isn't black or that seeks justice for black criminals. In the 1990s, during the riots following the Rodney King verdict, she sanctioned the looting of local stores by black residents. I read that the stores were owned by Koreans, so that's kind of a negative mark for her representing the 13% Asian population in her district, don't you think? I won't go through all the rhetoric, but she also brings race into every conversation that she has, and all her actions are based around race. Her race, I might add, not necessarily representing all of her district because 75 or 70 percent of it is Hispanic. So she's basing a lot of her actions and conversations around her race and not the people she represents. Anyway, I even saw a report that she called Ben Carson, who's a black physician, called him a white supremacist. I don't even know what to, to say to that. I really think that she is so fixed on her race that nothing else matters. So, to summarize briefly, since coming into office almost 30 years ago, she hasn't really been a lawmaker. Nothing of significance, anyway. She really hasn't performed her other duties of oversight, or helping her constituents, or educating the people. And she clearly doesn't represent the people in her district. Even if you argue that all her race ranting is representation, that only covers 24% of her district. Okay, I'll stop and I'll sidestep for a minute and discuss her income. $174,000 a year. Well, that's her salary anyway. She has many benefits, many, some of which I consider it to be an abomination, in my opinion. And since it exists, it shows she clearly has failed in her oversight duties. But since it benefits her, she probably will pass the buck to someone else and just continue reaping the benefits. And those benefits about to amount to more 
than $1.2 million in discretionary spending. And I'm specifically referring to the member's representational allowance, supporting personnel, office expenses, travel to the district, and mail for members of the House. The Senate allowance given to members of Congress, which is supposed to be used for official expenses, including staff, travel, mail, office equipment, office rental, stationery, and office supplies. What a bunch of garbage. The exact allotment averages more than $1.2 million for each representative. So add that to her salary and you get nearly $1.5 million in, in salary. Uh, it's not including her medical benefits and, and everything else that she has coming as a representative. And what is she getting this for? To hear her constantly calling everyone a racist? To pay for her trips to Cuba so she can conspire with enemies of human rights and even her own government? So she can traffic cop-killing fugitives out of the country? So she can get in front of the camera and threaten our president or her constituents? Again, failure of her job since she's supposed to be helping her constituents so she can negotiate with federal agencies to help advance the businesses of her families. That's what we're paying her for. And you might be asking, who are you to question her? You're not even in her district. Well, her salary and her MRA allowance come out of my taxes, so I do have a say. The people of the 43rd district are no better off than they were the first day she was elected to office in 1990. In fact, they are worse off. And during those three decades, she's ensured that her family has prospered and not the people in her district. And she has done so on my dime. Well, I'll end on that note. And please let me know your comments, your thoughts, and any suggestions you have on this broadcast or any future broadcast. Thank you for listening, and please come back soon.